0: Do you believe in angels? I think there's a song about that, isn't there, or something? Um, I must admit, I I actually find it quite difficult. I'm not at all certain about sort of uh, legions of heavenly beings prompting about the place and sort of uh, um, coming and talking to people uh, and doing various things. And yet I suspect that that's largely my sort of rationalist Western uh, scientific upbringing that doesn't want to multiply entities if we don't need them. There was a, a Catholic priest I was being told about who had just been diagnosed with multiple cirrhosis. was feeling very depressed, very down, fearful for what the future might hold, and he went, <laughs> quite appropriately at the moment, uh, to try and fill his car up with, uh, with petrol at a filling station. And as he was doing it, a man came up to him and said, all will be well and all manner of things will be well. God is with you and will protect you. And he was busy feeling, he thought this is very strange. And he looked round to sort of, but the man had disappeared. He did get peace. He did find a way of living in harmony with God and with everybody else as that disease took place. He did discover that in the parish in which he served, he was much loved and he celebrated mass while sitting in a wheelchair for many years. Another story um, actually from the Second World War of I believe it was a Blenheim bomber, um, very severely damaged, Um, in a bombing raid trying to get back uh, to Britain. It was thick fog. The instruments had been so damaged um, that they couldn't work out any direction. There was no compass or anything. It was thick fog so the navigator couldn't possibly do any star sights or anything like that. And They were low on fuel and the engine was playing up. The chances were they were all going to die. And suddenly to one side of the plane into the pilot's vision um, came a Mosquito fighter-bomber and waggled its wings at the pilot, set off in front of it to indicate, come and follow me. And so they followed this Mosquito back over the coast to the first available airfield as they descended below the deepest mists of it fog slightly lifted enough to see the runway. The mosquito lift off and disappeared and the burning bomber safely landed. And after the debriefing, a very relieved pilot said, I really would like to say thank you to the pilot of that mosquito. And they said, what mosquito? There's not been another plane around here? Well, you can multiply instances like that of people meeting people and people coming into their lives and you have to say well something has happened and of course the word for angel means a messenger and it means somebody coming in this case from God to another human being we've got instances of three archangels in the Bible Uh, we've of course got Michael whose day it was yesterday and remember it's, uh, it's Michael and all the angels it's not just him we've got Gabriel of course, who came and appeared to Mary. And in the the Old Testament, in the book of Tobit, we've got Raphael. So if you like, there are three biblical archangels. There may be hundreds and hundreds. You know, how do we know how heaven is constituted? We don't. But the imagery that we're given in Scripture is of Michael as the senior archangel leading the war against evil. Against sin and against darkness, a war that's been fought at a cosmic level rather than just at an individual level. But of course, the two are connected. You cannot remove the one from the other. We who have been redeemed by Christ are partly in the kingdom of God now, but also in this world. We fight the battles of this world of sin, of evil, of oppression of all things that can be wrong. But Michael, if you like, represents that that battle has been fought and the victory has already been won in the heavenly places. If you like, it's a picture of Christ's victory on the cross but played out, written in apocalyptic terms involving the angels. Which made me think about, well, if we're thinking about angels and about messengers and about people like that, where do we go with it? Well, you have to send a messenger. And interestingly, what we are doing here today is part of that process. If you actually, I'm not quite certain if our order of service makes it quite so clear, but if you certainly look in the, in the service books, we start with the gathering. We come together. We celebrate the Eucharist. We hear scripture read. We meditate. We pray. But then we're sent. The service is incomplete without our being sent as angels into the world with the message of God for all humanity. And it made me wonder what that might be for you and I. But it also made me wonder this morning, hearing on Radio 4 the absolutely appalling tale. Of the death of Sarah Everard and her mother's uh, victim statement that was read out by an actor on Radio 4. How could she ever forgive? It's not for us to say we can forgive. We have not been sinned against but we do know from experience that those who have had dreadful things happen to them until they can move to a stage which we might call forgiveness, you might use other words, they will not be at peace. And that that man will have actually damaged and murdered somebody else's life psychologically as well as Sarah's. But how can it possibly happen? And I think we need to think more about what forgiveness actually is. It's in no ways minimizing <laughs> Uh, that which has happened because if you think about it from God's point of view he offers that forgiveness to us but that doesn't mean he's saying oh well those sins don't matter they do matter the evil in the world does matter and to draw the analogy as it were backwards from human beings needing to come to forgiveness so that they can receive uh, completion and, and wholeness and peace so maybe the same is true for God that in forgiving us it's the way to if you like to restore harmony in heaven not to overlook the seriousness not to minimise it not to say well actually it doesn't matter You, we can put up with that sort of thing, no we can't and I do hope that Sarah's mother may be able to come to that position, of, while still being horrified and appalled at what happened, that she's able, with God's help, to say, I can offer forgiveness. Whether this man accepts it is his problem, not mine, but just as God has accepted forgiveness and peace into his life through Christ, so I can share it as well, and that is part of the ministry of angels for those who suffer in such distress. And you, in some senses, might be the angel that comes to somebody who is really distressed, unable to find peace in some area. The angel who comes to say, there is peace to be found. It's a hard road, but it involves us entering into the nature and very heart of God. talking about hearts of God and things. Of course, probably one of the most well-known hymns that would go uh, with Michaelmas Tide is Ye Holy Angels Bright. And in the last verse of that, it's effectively a prayer that it asks for us with a well-tuned heart to be able to offer praises to God. So as we sit in meditation, we will hear Ye Holy Angels Bright.